is it? Dave, it's your Idaho Central app here. Any chance you're missing a debit card? Let's get that taken care of for you. With ICCU's card control, you can turn any card off with the tap of your finger. You got it. And back on again. Ow, 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 ow. The closest Idaho Central Credit Union branch is in your pocket. Ooh, the gym. Mold stomping grounds. <laughs> Hank Patterson, fly fishing guide. Riley Smith, tight end. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, you wouldn't happen to be the kicker. No, tight end. Again, thank you. I'm looking for a kicker for Lithia Ford's fall kickoff sale. But you're not the kicker. No. Yeah. Now, nah, the kicker's probably taller and in a lot better shape. So, okay. What uh, position do you play? Tight end. Squats. Yeah. Try it sometime. RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics, is going all-in this season with an all-star lineup. First up, he led the Broncos to three conference championships and ten 20-win seasons. It's Coach Leon Rice. Next, he's the founder and CEO of RowPaint.com. He played a little basketball in high school on the driveway with his mom. It's Andy Rowe. Oh, no. Want to just paint my house? Now that I can do. When I want Boise State to win, I trust Coach Rice to lead the Broncos to victory. And when I want the best painting and garage floor coating, I trust RowPaint.com to get that job done right. This is Bronco Nation News Live. The best interviews, the most informed opinions, the latest breaking news, all from the top Boise State insiders. Today's broadcast is coming from the Cutwater Spirits Can Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Can Cocktails is perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Now, here's four-time NSMA Idaho Sports Writer of the Year, BJ Rains, with another edition of Bronco Nation News Live. Hey, how we doing, Boise State fans? Happy Wednesday to you. Snow day for a lot of folks today. So hopefully you're uh, driving safe and uh, being careful out there. And if uh, your kids are home from school, as the, the Rains boys are today, uh, good luck to you. So, uh, Johnny, it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot more. It was a lot more fun, Johnny, getting that uh, notification when you were a student that you had a snow day than you are with a parent with kids now knowing that you have to watch them at home all day. But uh, this this snow just keeps on coming, man. It's been a crazy month here. Yeah, it was tough getting in. I-84, be careful. Slow traffic this morning uh, coming through, but uh, smooth sailing otherwise. And uh, people in Idaho, cool thing about Boise is most folks are, are, are pretty 
I'm pretty savvy when it comes to driving in the snow, at least compared to places where I've lived where no yeah. one knows how to drive in the snow and it's a major disaster. At least you can still get around in this area. So that's cool. I was able to get to work. There are no snow days at KTIK. BJ Reigns, right, JP? No. No, you uh, you were here early. You're ready to go. You I uh, appreciate you, man. You're out there, uh, you know, at 6 a.m. getting your snow shoveled off the car. Yep. You're ready. You're ready to go for this. So we appreciate it. And uh, boy, do we have a lot to discuss, John Mallory. Last <laughs> night, Boise State falls 68 to 64 at Extra Mile Arena to UNLV. We've got uh, the lack of a bench. We've got some missed free throws. We've got Max Rice's struggles. We've got the the lack of an interior post game. Uh, Omar Stanley three of ten for the second game in a row. When he starts getting double teamed, uh, teams are having some answers for him now. Uh, you know, there's five or six things on my list here that we can discuss. I I do have a clip from Leon Rice talking about the bench that I want to play at some point. Uh, but Johnny, for all the momentum that Boise State had built the last couple of weeks, and in particular last week, beating Colorado State, winning at Nevada. You got the San Diego State game on Saturday. You're, you're back in Joe Lenardi's bracket yesterday. Just so much positive momentum the Broncos were building uh, came to a screeching halt last night at the X. That's going to happen a lot in this league to the upper echelon teams. They're going to get picked off by good mid-level opponents who hit big shots and maybe just outwork the other team a little bit. And I think all those elements were into play. Tyson said it in his post game presser, BJ, you were there. You know, they just think they, they got, they did more of the little things essentially is kind of what Tyson said. They, they beat us to the punch and, and typically that doesn't happen at extra mile arena. So yeah, uh, good teams. Momentum is going to get stopped in this league. BJ, that was a game. The frustrating part, I think for Bronco nation and Leon is they, they probably should have won it. You know, if they do well, what they usually do well, um, they win that game, and, and and Leon said it too, and that's the frustrating part is in this league, with the wiggle room that you did not give yourself in the non-con, and I'm yep. okay, cool, do what you want in the non-con, but know your league wiggle room, and I said it coming in, I think we talked about it, 13-5, and five, I think is going to, you know, going into the Mountain West Tournament that's going to put you right there on the cusp and probably get you in. Remember, BJ, last year, their 10th loss of the season, I believe, was the Northwestern loss. So Boise State is a mid-major at-large bid last year, got in with nine losses. That's kind of your wiggle room this year, BJ. I don't think a lot of mid-majors come in with at-large bids with 11 losses. So that's the frustrating part, too, is you think, dang, you know, you know, in this league, every single night's a challenge, but dang, you, 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 you hate to lose that way. The positive side, BJ, you look at this league, there's four teams right now with one loss. Boise State is one of them. They're right in the mix at yep. the quarter pole. What more do you need here? I, I, I get it. It doesn't, it's not looking or it's not feeling or pre being prepared the way you thought it was. It's not looking as good as you wanted it to, but. I mean, you are still there right in the mix. We're going to know a lot more about this team, BJ, Saturday at, what, 1 p.m. Mountain Time at the conclusion of that one. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, from a metric standpoint, Boise State lost 10 spots in the net rankings down to number 54. They lost uh, seven or eight spots at the Ken Palm ranking down to like 58 or 59. Uh, but if you look at the quad system, they're six and four in the first two quadrants. I think they still are like top 15 in the country uh, in terms of quad one wins and quad two wins. And so they've still got some some nice wins. But now for now, Johnny, 
they have that quote-unquote dreaded bad loss. But UNLV is up to number 83 uh, in the net ranking. So all UNLV has to do is go from 83 to 75, uh, which is certainly possible, and that becomes a, a quad two loss. So when it's all said and done, this may not be some terrible loss. But when you're trying to, as you said, only give yourself 13-5 and five as kind of the worst-case scenario in the league, and you're trying to, uh, you know, win all these home games and know that, you know, I hate to say it, but I mean, you saw last night what 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 uh, Nevada did, or what uh, New Mexico did to Utah State. We saw what New Mexico did to San Diego State. Like you ain't winning at the pit. You probably ain't winning at Viejas Arena. You still have I to don't... go. To, you still have to go to Logan. You still have exactly. to go to Col- You still have to go to Fort Collins. Exactly. I mean, got some tough road trips left, and so you can't. You know, you, you got one as a positive when you went to Nevada and won. But you gave it right back, you know, five days later or whatever it is, losing to losing that game last night. You essentially just gave all the momentum, all the progress, everything that you gained from the Nevada law or Nevada win on the road, you just gave it right back. And so now you're in a scenario where you've got to sweep, you know, unless you're gonna win one of the road games, you've got to win all the home remaining home games here. And that you just put yourself in a really tough pickle. Major teams don't get in with twelve losses. You know, they don't. And and Leon knows that. And especially um, yeah, if you're in fifth place in the Mountain West. No question. Right. I mean, and and, and I looked at the schedule this morning. You just kind of detailed some of it. And you know how you quickly go through and you schedule like, yeah, win, win, loss. Or or what I do is like, could it be a loss? Yeah. 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 And I and, and man, because you know you'll win some of those, but you're gonna lose some of those games too in this league. You just are. You're you're not gonna run through this thing. That's the frustrating part. 13 and five. So, you know, now you're three and one. So you got to go, what, 10, B, BJ, 10 and four the rest of the way. Is that math correct? Um, yeah. That's not, not going to be easy to do in this league is to go 10 and four with that schedule coming up. But that's what they're going to have to do. Now, how do they figure a way to do that? And it does feel like there's a lot of rotating pieces with this team. They're still trying to find right lineups here and there. And there's just a lot going on with this basketball team. But all in all, like I said, there's four Mountain West teams with one loss. Boise State is one of them with an epically big game coming in on Saturday, man. If you're watching us on uh, YouTube, we appreciate that. Hopefully you're a YouTube subscriber. You just hit that subscribe button in the corner of the screen and turn on the notifications as well so you know when Bronco Nation News goes live, uh, which is uh, weekdays at 9 a.m. and then uh, pre- and post-game shows uh, as well. And we'll take your comments in the ICCU YouTube chat. Check them out, iccu.com, the best in mobile e-branch online banking. A day like today, snow, you don't want to leave your house. That's fine. You can get all your uh, banking needs done right from the app on your phone. Uh, check them out, iccu.com. All right, Johnny, a lot of uh, issues to discuss, and we're going to take folks' comments as well. I'm seeing a lot of them in here. Um, let's start with the bench. I mean, the bench is what everybody's talking about right now. In four Mountain West games, they have a total of 15 points from their bench, and it just seems like the the leash, the minutes for the bench is getting shorter and shorter. You had four starters play at least, at least 18 minutes in the second half. Um, you know, Jace Whiting came in, and you were sitting next to me, Johnny. Jace Whiting came in. I forget what he did, but he made some he sort of a bucket. He gave up like, a bucket. And then, like, literally 20 seconds after he had just come in, you already saw Leon going back, and, and Roddy, you're back in there. Um, and, and so it just seems like they're – the bench is it's kind of the chicken or the egg. I mean, the bench is not getting much chance to to prove it out there, but they're, they they need them too. And so I don't know how they produce more if they're not playing, but if they don't deserve to play, 
then, you know, then they're not going to be out on the court. So it's just uh, hard to figure out what's going on with the bench that was supposed to be such a strength for this team. And it's pretty much non-existent at this point. And even when the guys that that come in off the bench, I said this on the post-game show last night, Johnny, but the three worst plus minuses it's last awful, night man. were the bench. I mean, and, and every and, game. And 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 I, you know, and so that's why, like, that's ammo for Leon to say, why would I play these guys that they don't produce when they're out there? And we'll hear from Leon in a minute. But Andrew Meadow in nine minutes was minus eight. Jace Whiting, yep. Jace Whiting in five minutes was minus four, and Cam Martin in eleven minutes was minus three. The three worst plus minuses, and I know plus minus in basketball is a little different than say hockey or something. It's not a true judgment, but when the three bench players were on the floor, that's when UNLV did their most damage. And so um, Leon's kind of in a tough spot now because everybody wants him to play the bench, but when the bench is out there, they're not really producing. So uh, we're not seeing RJ Keen, we're not seeing Kobe Young. We're not seeing no. some of these guys that we thought we'd see play this year. Um, no. And the ones that are, Martin, Meadow, and Whiting last night didn't really give you much. You had the one bucket uh, from from uh, Cam Martin on an offensive rebound, two points for him. But Andrew Meadow and Jace Whiting played about 15 combined minutes, didn't even take a shot. So um, the, the bench is – Leon's in a very uh, interesting spot here with the bench. Yeah. Um, just quickly, I mean, I want Jace to get in there and shoot. He's having a terrific year when he does shoot. That's been kind of his strength this year. Get in there and, and shoot these bench players too. Like what Leon was saying last night, and you'll probably get to the clip here, BJ, but you know whether you play a second or, a, or, or five minutes, I need your energy. And that's kind of where his focal point is. He doesn't think he's getting the energy from the bench. The bench would probably say, well, coach, you're not giving me the time to give you the energy basketball's tricky, man. When you come off the bench at any level, just to assimilate yourself within the game. Yeah. You have to do it quickly. And when you have a coach who quickly gives you the hook, like Leon has done from time to time, like a lot of coaches do a lot of times, psychologically that can hinder you from getting to your safe space, right? Where you can play free basketball. Like all these kids have grown up doing. All these kids were the A1 alpha dog star on every team they've played on until they got here, basically, right? And uh, so sometimes that gets in the way, I think, when you're a bench player, just not being able. I mean, Chase Whiting never sat in Burley. I mean, he's the best player in, in the game every single week. Anyway, but um, back to, I think, what you're saying with your point, BJ, with the bench Leon last night in a game against UNLV and we heard all off season we're not playing Max and Tyson I don't want to play them that many minutes anymore get them 27 28 minutes Max 37 minutes Tyson 36 minutes against UNLV the heck's going to happen when they're playing San Diego State I mean are they are, are they going to play 39 minutes each I mean Leon and I it's a tough, like you said, what, the chicken or the egg? That's exactly it, BJ, because they're not producing when you play them, but uh, they're not going to produce if you don't play them a little more, possibly. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a very, very interesting scenario. Crazy. Let's hear let's hear from Leon Rice. And, you know, the, the fans like to get on the media and say we're not asking the tough questions, whatever. But there were three questions asked about the bench, Johnny. It's clearly a storyline right now. Uh, Jay asked one, I asked one, and then uh, – uh, John asked one, but uh, let let's let's hear Leon Rice talking about the bench last night and uh, where, where they go where they go from here. No doubt, and you know they they got to give us stuff off the bench. No doubt, and 
you know that's that's big and they got to be they got to make it so you don't look and go well that it's looking different now that those guys are in it shouldn't you know it shouldn't look different and you know that first group is was competing their tail off and it, it you know there was some minutes where maybe it looked different and it can't be like that you had the four, four or five starters all played at least 18 minutes in the second half. Mm -hmm. what, uh, what, what can those guys do if they're not getting a ton of time on the games at least to show? No, they can. You don't need a ton of time. You need, if you get one second, it's got to be a good second. I'm not, there's no charity. There's no, it's not a video game where, oh, I, I, I'm taking a powered down guy that's playing his tail off and playing hard and playing for the team than a guy that looks like he's playing about half the speed of the other guys. That won't happen. Uh, we got winners up and down our roster and they'll respond. You know, like I said, I'm not being hard on the bench. They'll respond. They, and if they're, and if they, and if they don't, no, because I know they will. But if they weren't responding, well, you got to. I mean, it's not gifted to you. You got to go earn it every night. And same with the starters. Same with the. Doesn't matter who you are. You got to go fight every night to earn everything you're going to get at this level in college basketball. Can you say something a little different from the bench. What exactly do you? Energy. Got to play really, really hard. Your thoughts there, yeah. John Mallory. Yeah. Um. You know, he said they're kind of, you know, they're they're going to play, and I know they will. I have confidence in them. Well, so does that mean that the bench minutes are going to increase? Like, I don't doubt Leon. I think this team's going to be right in the mix to be first, second, third, fourth in this league. I really do. I think at the end of the at the end of the regular season, this is a top four team in this league. But I I don't think there's going to be a bench. Okay, so. That's just what it's going to be. I mean, what we saw last night in a close game, BJ, that's mm -hmm. what it's going to be. And it, 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 if fans wanted more contribution from the bench, um, I wouldn't factor this year being one of them. I mean, that's probably what you give Cam Martin about six minutes a half, seven minutes a half. That's about 14, 15 minutes a night. Uh, Whiting uh, playing like this, it's tough, but hopefully Jace gets better. You can play him four minutes a half he plays eight minutes and then meadow's the wild card for me if meadow is in and playing well damn keep him in that guy has a crafty game i don't think he hurts you last night it was a rough spot but andrew meadow's not used to only playing nine minutes a game so you know i, I would like to see him play a little more he's proven bj that he can score and he can be a streaky score so mm -hmm. that's kind of my bench wild card of those three, I would like to see more Andrew Meadow to be a 22, 23-minute-per-game guy as opposed to whatever he's averaging. You know, last, last night he only got nine minutes. I'd like to see that significantly more. I think that kid can play. I want to see more out of Meadow. The other two, uh, Cam, Cam plays hard. I guess he's hurt, um, and he helps. I don't think he hurts you that much when he's in there. I'd like to see Cam play a, a 30 minutes one night and see what he could do. I don't know if we will, though. Yeah, defensively, Cam wasn't great last night. Whaley kind of ate him up a couple times. Uh, and, you know, I think part of this uh, bench criticism comes with the struggles recently of Max Rice. So uh, we'll take a 90-second timeout, our first year on Bronco Nation News Live, and let's talk, Johnny, about Max Rice and, and where he's at right now and and some of the other players. Uh, I thought uh, Roddy Anderson did some nice things early in the game. Jabuzo Abo had 14 points all in the first half, only took three second-half shots, was kind of a non-factor. Uh, we'll Can't continue to bench. 
We'll continue the bench discussion, but kind of broaden that out to what some of the starters are doing right now in 90 seconds here on Bronco Nation News. All Bronco Nation News broadcasts come from the Cutwater Spirits Canned Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of premixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Spirits, perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Our title sponsor is RowPaint.com. For all your commercial, industrial, residential painting needs, check out RowPaint.com. Don't forget about their concrete coatings. Transform that ugly concrete slab on your back patio in your garage in just one day. Contact RowPaint.com for a free estimate today. The official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics and our title sponsor at Bronco Nation News is RowPaint.com. Idaho Central Credit Union has been helping members achieve financial success for more than 80 years. There's an ICCU branch on almost every corner, but the closest is in your pocket with free e-branch mobile and online banking. See why more than 500,000 members love ICCU and join one in four Idahoans by making the switch today at ICCU. Since 1984, Ridley's Family Markets has prided itself on being a hometown food and drug store that employed value members of the local community. Ridley's Family Markets has 13 locations in the state of Idaho and many more in the surrounding states. Download the new Ridley's app to your smartphone, get savings up to 40% off at the checkout line, and find a location near you at shopridleys.com. Former Bronco Matt Bauscher is once again the number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley. No home is too big or too small for Matt and his team. Let them fulfill all your real estate needs at BauscherRealEstate.com. All right, Johnny, Max Rice, we both love him. He's obviously proven he's a you know a heck of a player. We saw what he did against San Diego State last season. You feel anytime he takes a shot, it has a chance to go in, but uh, it has been a little struggle for him of late. And you look at what he has done uh, in conference play. He is just 11 of 40 from the field, 27.5%. He is 7 of 24 from three-point range in conference play. That is 29.16% uh, for the season. He's only at 33.7% from three-point range. And last night, a lot of the criticism was, uh, you know, three of 12 from the field, and he leads your team in minutes. Um, again, who else okay. would you rather? Who else would you rather see out there? Is where the discussion starts for me, um, because I don't think there's an obvious player that that should get ten minutes over Max Rice. Um, you know, but Mark Moss points out, Leon said, "quote Got to earn it every night," and then he said, three of twelve and thirty eight minutes is is that earning it?" Um, Leon's in a tough spot right now. I, I know Max is a heck of a player. Uh, he still does some other things, I, I think, to help them win. He's not the best defender on the team. He, there was a late bucket scored against him as well that, that kind of put them up four. Um, where are you, I guess, with Max? I, I know that uh, he's out there yeah. battling. And, again, 10 points last night. He had four rebounds. Uh, what else did he have? Two assists, two turnovers. Did have two steals as well, uh, minus three on the night. But uh, it seems like some of the criticism from fans and stuff with the bench is why is Max Rice getting 38 minutes uh, when he's maybe not producing. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one. Matt, like, two turnovers in 37 minutes and 34 seconds. Two. So it's not like he's out there being some bumble turd, turning the ball over left, right. Two turnovers in 37 minutes. So I think Leon and the staff have this level of comfort when Max is on the floor that they're willing to accept a three for 12. Now, I mean, maybe if you gave Meadow some more time and Meadow was heating up a little bit on an off night from Max, then it's easy to say, hey, play the hot hand. But with this team, I mean, uh, Leon's not in a critical moment 
I mean, I mean, do people really want? I mean, with there's 13 minutes left in a game that you're down by four in, you want to throw RJ Keene in and give him a four minute stretch? I mean, it, it doesn't really work like that. Um, but sure, I mean, uh, if, if if a player's not shooting well, okay, put somebody else in who will. That, that some coaches do that, some coaches don't. And you know, if if um. If he wasn't, if he wasn't Leon's son, I don't know where the conversation would be. You know, he needs to shoot better and this and that. So, I mean, it's a tough situation when you have the son and and he's the one that's going three for twelve and he's leading the team in minutes. I mean, that that's 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 easy fodder right there, though. Still found yep. a way to score ten points. A lot of those buckets too is frustrating, and I get it. This is the frustration I think the fans have with Max right now, like makeable shots that just aren't seeming to go down bj tips yep. here and there and he's getting good looks because max has that old school game with the floaters the up and unders i mean remember the shot he made last night it should have been an and one they called the whole thing off and he didn't even get free throws on it like that i mean that was a hell of a play there that didn't even count but that was ridiculous it feels like those aren't falling as much this year um do you want to do you want to play him less because he's not shooting well leon's gonna have to make that decision or max needs to get this thing going and and start shooting well yeah and, and uh, Buzo too, real quick like buzo man this is this is new buzo it's not last year's buzo where you didn't mind letting everybody else be the hero or take the big shots you were coolio with just playing your role this team needs Buzo to say, give me the ball and get out of the way. I can get a look anytime in this league. I'm impossible to cover. Look what he did in the first half. And then he just, you know, for whatever reason, couldn't get into the flow of the second half. Very frustrating. But yeah, Max, Buzo, there's a lot of issues that if they don't get corrected, BJ, this yeah. team will go, this team will go 10 and 8 in the league. Yeah, you mentioned it, and I said it last night on the postgame show. It just seems like those floaters and those layups and those up and unders, like those shorter shots that he was making a lot last year, just aren't falling. He's getting open shots in the lane. Uh, he's getting to the rack a little bit. They're just not falling this year. He's, he's just missing shots, as you said, that are makeable shots. There was a, at least twice where I looked at you and said, that's a shot he's got to make. Um, and he's just, you know, he's struggling right now. The stats are what they are. I mean, he's 11 of 40 from the field in conference play. And again, 29 per six, 29% from three-point range in conference play as well. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I, it's just, it is what it is. The stats are what they are. He's clearly struggling, but you see, uh, uh, you know, three games in a row where he hits five or six threes. And I know folks will point to the level of competition and say he's only done good in against bad teams this year. Um, but it's just hard not to think of the San Diego State game last year where he scores 28 and wills them to a win. And you think of some of the other big games he's had, um, you, you know, he's, he's got it. In, he's you know, player. he is. Yeah. yeah. And you know, he's, he's got, player. you know, he's, you know, he's got it in there. So it's just tough to, it, it's got to be a, you know, just a, a very, very hard conversation and decision for Leon to make because, uh, yeah, like you said, typically struggling players, you, you, you know, you try something different, but, um, I think Max has the stats on the back of the baseball card, as you would say, and has proven that he can make these kind of shots They're They're just not falling now, but that's a four game stretch to start conference play where it just has not been working for him. And, um, I think that he was the only, I think he played all 20 minutes in the second half, uh, last night and they're, they're giving He's him been a streaky player in the past too, BJ, you know, he yeah. Max has peaks and valleys and hopefully, you know, there's a there's a good situation on Saturday, and he has another Max Rice follow up game. We always reference Max against San Diego State 
Maybe Saturday's a max against San Diego State part two, something yeah. like that. This team needs it. And uh, uh, yeah. like I said, again, harping on it, Buzo needs to be aggressive offensively. He's too good to just sit there in a corner and wait for the ball. Yeah, I agree with that. And final thing on Max. Yeah, I mean, it's I think you roll with them, you keep it rolling. But at some point here, you just have to hope he breaks out of it. And you mentioned him being a streaky shooter. Saturday would be a perfect time for him to to get things rolling. But uh, you, you mentioned Abo, 14 points in the first half. I asked you, like, when he was shooting free throws, like, what's how many points is Abo going to make for the game tonight? Uh, what's what do you think the live over under would be? And he didn't score another point the rest of the game. And like you said, it's just the, just the aggressiveness, not really trying. We, we saw him hit a couple of shots where he was over by us in the corner there where it looked like it had no chance of even getting a shot off, and he's making it. So anytime he touches the ball, he's a threat to shoot it and score. So for him to only take three shots in the second half, I don't, right? think, I don't, I don't think you can say that, that was great defense or How whatever else. How many minutes did he play in the second half? Uh, you have that? Eight, it was at least 18. Yeah, Buzo taking – I mean, the UNLV is not that good defensively. You know, I mean, get the ball and get your game going. He played 17, 7, 17-57 in the second half, and he was 0 for 3 from the field, 0 for 2 uh, from 3. Yeah, three players took more shots than than Buzo. Like, I don't know if I want more than one player taking more shots than Buzo. BJ, and uh, they're going to need him down the stretch. He's their kind of Superman offensively. He can do a lot of good stuff, and he's just got such excellent size and, and coordination. I love his game, and uh, he's going to be a big factor. But, yeah, three. what did you say, three shots in the entire second half? Yep, in 18 Dang. minutes. Yeah, Max they should have lost. They should not have lost that game last night. Wow. Max Max Rice did play all twenty minutes. Was one of five from the field in the second half. Did have four rebounds. Uh, had five points in the second half. Uh, did have an assist, a turnover. He was minus two uh, in the second half. But uh, again, I, I, I Max Rice is clearly struggling, Johnny. That's obvious. But uh, I, 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 you know. I think that uh, I'm still going to believe that he's going to turn it around here instead of just, you know, taking him out of the starting lineup like some are uh, suggesting. BJ, here. But as Josh you, says here, Leon is I'm in not a suggesting, I'm not suggesting you do this because, uh, you know, Max should be starting on this team. That's silly to think he shouldn't. But if you put up a poll who should start, Andrew Meadow or Max, it would probably be Meadow on a landslide right now. Is that where you're where you're kind of gauging? Fan, it would be seventy five percent for Andrew Meadow. You're probably right. Yeah, and and that that would not that would not benefit this team right now. Uh, he'll shoot his way out of it. Shooters are weird. Max has had a weird shooting career. If it continues, then this will continue. The conversation that heck Max is getting a lot of minutes and his shooting percentages are hurting this team in certain situations. Like you said, you know, he took five shots in the second half. You know, can Buzo get two of those coming up or, uh, you know, Omar Stanley, that's another thing. Like you, you mentioned yeah. two, two straight games where they've kind of slowed Omar offensively to, uh, down offensively a little bit. Man, Saturday's going to be awesome. Yep. Let's take one more 90 second timeout, Johnny. I want to talk about the missed free throws. There's a couple other uh, things to discuss. And then just this Mountain West as a whole, you got San Diego State and Nevada playing tonight. And then we'll kick to start to uh, look ahead to Saturday's game against uh, San Diego State back in 90 seconds. Bronco Nation News is sponsored by Tommy Alquist and Ball Ventures Alquist, Idaho's premier commercial real estate development company. BVA projects specialize in office, retail, flex, medical and industrial spaces located at some of the most strategic and visible locations in the Valley. Need a developer? Looking for new space? Think BVA. 
at BVA, we are Idaho's developer. The Nicolaisen family and SON management have proudly been operating Taco Bell restaurants in and around the Treasure Valley since 1969. One of the first to make a seven-figure donation to the Lyle Smith Society. They've also stepped up their support at Boise State Athletics with the Taco Bell men's and women's basketball endowed scholarships. The Nicolaisen family and SON management have committed at least $310,000 by 2026. Get more information on their financial support at Boise State Athletics and find information on applying to work at Taco Bell at TacoBellWorks.com. Lithia Ford of Boise is a proud supporter of Boise State Athletics and the official car and truck of the Broncos. Lithia Ford of Boise supports Bronco student-athletes through NIL deals, including providing Ford vehicles to Taylor Green and Riley Smith from the football team and Paige Barsh from the volleyball team. Rain's family purchased RF-150 from Lithia Ford. Couldn't be happier with the purchase. Check out the all-electric F-150 Lightning or the electric Mustang Mach-E at Lithia Ford and make sure to check out their full inventory of vehicles at LithiaFordBoise.com. The Blue and Orange Store is the perfect spot to get all your gear for your next Bronco game. The Blue and Orange Store has official Nike apparel, including jerseys, shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, hats, and more. Wear what the Broncos wear and get it at the Blue and Orange Store, the second floor of the Boise Town Square Mall, or get free shipping on a $40 order online at theblueandorangestore.com. Johnny, I love the, the folks that just don't listen um, to what we're saying, but Willie Scottsdale, we could lose the next 10 games in a row, and BJ would be like, yeah, but we played a tough non-conference schedule. Willie, no, he wouldn't. Come on. Uh, Come on, slick Willie. I think we've been fairly – I think we've. I think if you if you watch the post-game show last night, if you follow on Twitter, like uh, it was a bad loss. That That's a – I don't know if inexcusable is the right word, but that's a loss that's going to hurt them come March. That was not a good loss. It was a bad loss. You cannot afford to lose to a team that's not projected to be in the top six of the standings at home. It can't happen. It was a bad loss, and now they've got to pick up a win somewhere else uh, to make yeah. up for it. So uh, yeah. I don't think anybody is sugarcoating that loss, but I will say, Johnny – as bad as it was, you make a couple free throws and you win that game. There was multiple opportunities from the one and one perspective. Tyson Degenhart, 24 points. We haven't really talked about him. He had a great second half, 19 points in the second half. He's one yeah. of the only reason, one of the only reasons they were even in that game late. But uh, he missed the front end of a one and one. Then you're down two with uh, about two minutes to go. And Omar Stanley, who's been great at the free throw line this year, misses the front end of a one-on-one, which would have tied the game with about two minutes to go. Uh, Tyson missed another. Uh, he went one for two at the line at one point. Roddy Anderson went one for two at the line. They missed uh, four free throws, but, but potentially gave away six points at the foul line in the final four minutes of the game with the one-on-ones. And so, um, you know, couldn't get a rebound. Couldn't make a free throw. I mean, some, some key things yeah. they've been doing pretty well of late just came back to, to, to bite them last night. And, and like Tyson, I think, was saying in the post game, like these weird long rebounds. I mean, it wasn't anything that they were or weren't doing. I think, BJ, the ball, you know, kind of gravitated towards UNLV on a couple of those plays. That happens. You know, you have one of those nights like, dang it. Um, the free throws are really disturbing, obviously. I mean, this is a veteran team. You know, if you, this team gets in a situation like that last night and it comes down to making free throws, that should be a strength of this team. And I think it has been. And I think it probably will continue to be. Um, but th that was a tough. There's two ways to lose a game, right? When you lose and you're like, dang, that team was better than us. We need to get better. They were better than us. And then you lose, like last night, in my opinion, we're like, dang it. I, I like we, We're better than them. Yeah, We can't lose to them. Like, dang, So that's almost the more frustrating way to lose when uh, the win was there. And Tyson, that's why he's going to the Hall of Fame. 
in this at this school at, at this university one day, BJ. Last night, just give me the ball, get out of my way. I'm going to. T- I call it the Daggy takeover. We had one last night. It should have got him the win. It didn't. But I love the fact that Tyson has that sense. He can feel the game, and when he knows, like, okay, they're going to have to lean on me for scoring, and I'm going to be able to provide that. That dude was a truck last night. He's obviously bigger, faster, and stronger than he was last year. He's going to continue to have a heck of a season, BJ. And and it's too bad they didn't win it last night. I would have I would have liked them to win that for him last night in the media, BJ. Usually they'll bring out two players for us to talk to. Sometimes they'll bring three. Last night it was just one. It was just Dagenhart. You 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 speak for the team right now. I had no problem with that. I loved it and. uh He's having a terrific year, and it's too bad they didn't get that win last night, BJ, because he put that team on his back and did did so very, very, very admirably. There were some comments on the crowd last night as well. Bronco Ray saying a third of the season ticket holders didn't show up. Uh, Nate Staley says the crowd sounded lethargic on the broadcast. Those those top two levels were pretty wide open, uh, Johnny. What did you make of the, the lack of a, a big attendance? Tuesday night, everybody's getting ready for Saturday the weather is the pits outside, man. It's a late start. I mean, I know Jeremiah doesn't want to hear the excuses, but there were several with that one last night. And look, UNLV, I remember when I first got to town and started covering Boise State, UNLV was like one of the games you wanted to go to. You know, they'd bring on all these lottery picks, you know, the Anthony Bennett team and all that stuff. They don't pack that punch anymore. Most people in that building last night probably couldn't have told you who the coach at UNLV is. So you have that, not a very marketable team. There's just a lot of ingredients in that crock pot last night. But, I mean, if you're complaining about over 9,000, is that what it was, 8,000? They announced 9,800, but there was not 9,800 people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I there's probably super loud. I didn't think they were super loud either. They got loud at a couple moments late in the game, but I thought uh, I didn't think it was the the atmosphere wasn't close to that Colorado State game the week before. You know what they need to do? Like Ashton Genty is sitting courtside last night. Ashton Genty, Drew Simpson, Zion Washington, uh, in the company of JL Skinner, who was back in town for this game in JL. They did that game with him between the timeouts. You know, if you want to fire up the crowd, why don't you get the camera on Genty? Have the PA guy go, uh, Bronco Nation, we would like to welcome a Heisman candidate, this and this. Give it up for Ashton Genty. That place would go crazy. Do that during a timeout or something. Let Genty get up, take a bow, wave the crowd. You know. Yes, yes. He's sitting right there courtside. Your Heisman candidate, like the more you saw after the game, he probably Ashton Genty probably waited after that game and probably signed or took pictures with 50 kids, whoever he just stood there and did all that. Like, so people obviously knew he was at the game. Let him pump him up, man. Have some fun. All right. The Mountain West, Johnny. Boise State, as you said, still right there. Utah State is four and one. San Diego State, Boise State, and Nevada are two and one. Yeah, you got San Diego State hosting Nevada tonight. I would suspect San Diego State wins that one. Uh, so you'll have Utah State and San Diego State likely at four and one. Boise State right behind them at three and one. Um, and then you look at Boise State's schedule coming up. I mean, they have an opportunity against San Diego State on Saturday. They go to Fresno on next Wednesday. That's a definitely our Tuesday. That's a that's a game you're gonna you know we'd like to think that they'll win that one. And then they got Absolutely. Utah Utah State 
back at home as well. So two of the next three at home against San Diego State and Utah State, Fresno there in the middle. If you can find a way to, you know, get back to, you know, win this game on Saturday and beat Utah State next Saturday, give them both another loss and be, you know, six and one going down to the pit. I mean, uh, all is not lost here. There was already folks in the chat saying, same old Leon Rice, I saw somebody say, and same old Broncos and all this. But um, maybe if a couple more losses happen, we can say that, Johnny. But if they're able to turn the page and get a big win on Saturday, I still think this thing, you know, you can still save this thing here. Yeah, same old Broncos. Come on, man. They've been to the tournament two straight years as a mid-major team in the Mountain West, and they're in a position to do it three straight years. That's really tough to do. In, in American college basketball right now. I mean, uh, this program is fine. PJ, you got to go 10 and four. You got 14 conference games before the BNN pool party extravaganza for the conference it's, tournament. It's the KTIK BNN pool party. Come on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I mean, you got to go 10 and four. So, I mean, you mentioned teams like Fresno. Like, I'll throw in Wyoming, and I know Linder is going to have everything waiting for him in Laramie. I mean, you got to go 10 and four. And if you lose to San Diego State on Saturday, you know, then all of a sudden you got to go, what, 10 and three. And then it gets harder and harder in this league. So, I mean, you got to figure out a way to win 10 out of the last 14 games. And uh, then you're going to probably go back to the tournament. It's right there for them. Now, is the, do they need more bench production? I guess probably. I mean, they need to figure out a way just to keep winning games, man. And if that's not having a bench, I don't think they're going to have much of a bench again, BJ. I think Leon pretty much showed us last night in a close league game. That's kind of uh, that 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 that's the recipe we're going to see something closer to that last night. Okay, final thing, Johnny. Your your, your first thought then? How are you feeling about Saturday's game? It's going to be fun, man. The crowd. I I don't know if outside of an NCAA tournament game. There might be more eyeballs on Boise State basketball than any other game ever. Certainly a post non-postseason game, maybe a conference tournament game, throw that out. But, you know, on CBS, um, I think I don't know what's after the game. I know there's a football game, but it's not on CBS, as I, as I thought. Prater, let me know on that. But there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on this game. And uh, figure out a way to win. Uh, they, you know, they they can beat this team. I think Boise State can beat any team in this league. And uh, must win. The season's collapsing. If you lose, you can't look at it that way. But uh, dang, it would be good if they can get out of there with a win. BJ. I mean, yeah. San Diego State's got its hands full tonight. Yeah. That Nevada San Diego State game is mega for and me. Nevada's like zero and eleven against them or something since they joined the Mountain West. I, I think San Diego State wins that, but I, I, I just that's what the bummer was about losing last night. There would have been so much more hype on I the Boise State side going into Saturday's game if they're four and zero in the league and everything. But a win what streak. Do, what do we got coming up on Idaho Sports Talk today? Um, Charles Leno Jr. We're catching up with ex Boise State football players who are current NFL players, Chuck Leno, man, uh, the career he's had, the Pro Bowls. The, I mean, it's uh, such a good dude, too, and very charitable, you know, man of the year stuff. So it's going to be fun to catch up with uh, Charles Leno Jr. today.
Yeah, you had Tyreek Jones on yesterday. Folks can go back and listen to that interview, and I know you guys are getting a lot of those guys on. So uh, three yep. to six, three to six today. Make sure you're listening. Idaho Sports Talk, Johnny Prater, Bob, JP, the whole gang there. So uh, appreciate uh, JP for getting us on. Thanks to you, Johnny. Thanks to all the uh, commenters and and folks. And uh, again, uh, we'll be live 9 a.m. every day this week. I'll have Mike Prater joining me tomorrow. It's kind of funny, Johnny, on the way out here. Uh, Mike Prater has yet to do a basketball column this year, and he was planning to do one today. And after how great the season's done, now after the loss last night, here comes Mike probably coming in with that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is a – I'm going to be very curious. That is a must read. If Prater uh, is coming up with a basketball-related column following last night, it's just such bad luck, too. When is this coming well. out? When is uh, this column supposed to drop? I believe tonight, this evening, he said he'd get it to me. I just laugh I just laugh because they've been doing so well. And he pushed off. Once Danielson talked the other night, once I got Malachi Nelson, we pushed off a couple of basketball ones until now. And everybody, uh, you know, Leon Rice included, like the joke that Prater's negative towards basketball or whatever. And now yeah. here, here he comes with the basketball column right after a home loss to UNLV. So I can't wait to see what direction uh, Mike Prater takes. And you can read that if you're a paying subscriber at bronconationnews.com. We'd love to have you. Uh, make sure you're following us on all the social media channels as well. We'll talk to you with Mike at 9 a.m. tomorrow. But uh, first, you can listen 3 to 6 to the gang at Idaho Sports Talk on KTIK. So have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. Stay warm out there with the snow. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bronco Nation News Live, bronconationnews.com.